Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Scottsdale, Arizona. Tonight, the Edmonton Oilers and the Arizona Coyotes. In Glendale, Cam Moon and myself will have the call on the Oilers Radio Network along with Rob Brown, former Kamloops Blazer, as well as Reed Wilkins. And speaking of former Kamloops Blazers, uh, our next guest maybe did his best work in Man Tracker. Okay, that's not true. Y'all wanted him back in the 1995 NHL entry draft, which was held in Edmonton. We welcome back to the show the Chief Hockey Development Officer for the Arizona Coyotes, Shane Doan. Shane, it's Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Good. How much fun did you have doing that man tracker segment? Oh, oh, that was a riot. We had in class. Uh, my brother loved it, and uh, that was cool. That was. He was adamant that he thought he would tease me all the time that if I was thinking I was a little bit too big for my britches, that if I could get us on man tracker, that'd be something that would give me some credibility. And I said I'd make one call, and it worked out. And we had a riot doing it, man. It was so much fun. You know, I worked in the reforestation industry for a number of years while I was in university, and the problem is when I got lost when I was up there, and that occasionally did happen, nobody really went out of their way to find me. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, that's too bad. On we go, right? That's kind yeah, of the way it no, went. I, you know, I, I've talked to Louis DeBrusque about it. I'm like, you know, Louis, you and me should have done that. That would have, unfortunately, I was carrying too much weight to be successful at. What was the hardest uh, What was the hardest part of uh, about being, like, was it just, you know, trying to stay away from the man tracker was it just trying not to lose and how much did your upbringing in in Hellkirk and the fact that you know you're you know you've got that kind of like I I used to see it actually with the tree planting kids right there was a big difference between the lower mainland kids that were city kids and the kids that were farm kids or even a difference between the farm and acreage kids there was a little bit just in terms of their technical and mechanical abilities so how much do you think that helped you Shane? Oh, it helps so much. It's it's crazy when on and my all my friends around like that where I grew up will tease that I wasn't really a farm kid as and I was, but I wasn't. Um, I was on the ranch, so it was a little different. But it's amazing on all those little nuances that you pick up where you just have to solve problems because there's no one around to fix anything, so you have to kind of figure it out. And, you kind of, you know, jimmy it, it together so that it works well enough that you get by and uh, you kind of go on from there. And we always laugh and joke about how that's the way we put things together now. It's, if you're around the farm, you just kind of figure out a way to make it work. Well, you know what? 
Uh, that's a perfect segue for what's going on in Arizona right now because you guys are trying to fix it, and it's a challenge, and we've got the whole arena thing. Uh, you're committed to a, a long-term rebuild. you got three first-rounders, five seconds. you got a ton of expiring contracts. Give me the overall assessment from your perspective on what you're seeing with 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 the team, and and maybe how much challenge it is for some of those guys that are UFAs that are trying to you know continue and extend their careers and those sort of things. Well, that's that's probably the part that breaks your heart the most. I went through it here in Arizona where we weren't very good for a few years and for <laughs> more than a few, but. Um, and that's the hardest part. It's on the players and anyone that's in management or anyone that's trying to say that, you know, rebuilds are tough on so-and-so or whatever. It's the hardest on players and there's no way around it. Um, that being said, I think we've had some guys that uh, that are that are taking steps and getting to that next level and we have to have that happen. And I think Bear, our coach, or Andre, our coach, is, is doing a great job of, of getting some fundamentals in place that, are part of what it is to be a coyote. There's going to have to be some things that you're going to have to reestablish and uh, and get in place that going forward are always part of our identity, and, and we're getting there. We've had some injuries this year with some key guys that have made the beginning of the season really tough, but um, I think we're getting a little bit closer to the way that Bear wants us to play, and, and because of that, uh, you can see some light at the end of the tunnel, but it's, it is going to be difficult, and we're going to have to really grind it out. Chief Development Officer for the Arizona Coyotes, Shane Doan, joining us in orders now. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, Shane, goaltending. I want to actually talk first about Karel Vejmelka. you got to find guys wherever you can find them. Uh, not a lot of people knew a lot about him. He was a former Nashville fifth-round pick. And I know he didn't get the wins, and he finally got one the other night. But I, I actually thought he looked pretty good when he played before you guys picked up Wedgwood and there's something there with him and uh, that's a position I'm old school stop the puck that's the goalie's job <laughs> but uh, I, I you know I, I think he's has he been a bit of a little bit of a surprise for you guys this year that you're able to find a guy that maybe you thought might be your farm team goalie in Tucson but he you know he's been a decent split starter for you no I agree 100 percent and uh, he's been a guy that when he's calm, man, he's a good goalie. He is, and he's been that way for us. And the more he plays, it seems that he gets he gets more and more comfortable. I think there's a little bit of a, a fatigue there for where at the beginning he played so many in a row when when Hutz got hurt there, and so that was unfortunate. But um, between the two of them, with Wedgie and him, are they're starting to have some success and. And we've won three of our last four, and they've they've been a huge reason in it. We haven't scored enough goals, so we're going to have to figure that part out a little bit. But uh, at the same time, we're we're getting goaltending in the last couple of games, and it's been nice. One of the problems with how numbers work is a guy like Jacob Chikrin, who's a really good defenseman, he plays in every situation for you. But when you're struggling to score five on five, he's the guy that gets victimized the most in plus minus. So last year he had 18 goals, led NHL defenseman in scoring. From your perspective, is is the number a little bit misleading just given some of the challenges you guys have had to put pucks in the net up front? Well, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you look at our team and you look at our guys and um, you expect a you expect a few more goals. Uh, him and Clayton Keller both are, would probably think that they probably have more than two goals uh, at this point of the of the year, and we would too. And so you, you expect that to kind of balance itself out, and, and so we look forward to that. And then the, the plus minus side, 
unless you're really on the right side of the plus minus side, it's a terrible stat. So <laughs> everyone thinks it's a terrible stat unless they're they're plus something high. So um, it's a terrible stat in the fact that you get punished for for being in some difficult situations at empty nets, or if you're you're a guy that's that's out there against the top line, it's it's going to be obviously skewed against you. Um, and then at other times, it's it's a huge compliment to show you some of the guys that that really have success and can really separate themselves with with being on the right side of that stat because that's a tough one. Yeah, well, and it's. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's we we just we have a lot of analytics conversation uh, in Edmonton. Some of the yeah. guys that are hired in the league actually were Oilers fans and started pounding on the analytics drum in the late two thousands. And I mean, the Coyotes had John Chaka, and I I'm just wondering is there is there I'm sort of a split like see them good, but you also got to reinforce with numbers. Where where is the organization at in that regard under uh, Bill Armstrong? Is there still a reliance upon it, a need, but also, you got to have the viewing on the player. How would you assess that from uh, Arizona's perspective? A hundred percent, because you can skew numbers to look whatever you want them to be to fit your argument, in my opinion. And so you have to be able to have a, a good eye to be able to tell who's effective and who isn't and who's somebody that you want to kind of keep your eye on and watching, the, watching their development. And, and sometimes you have to trust numbers because – you can't see everyone. You can't watch everyone, and you start to see numbers pop up on somebody, and then you, you have the ability to go watch them and see if those numbers are legit, or or if it's a benefit of a of a situation, or a benefit of another player, or a benefit of the coaching style, or whatever it is. And you have to be aware of all of that. Um, so I think that the balanced approach is is what we're going for in Arizona, and that's what Bill kind of that's his theory is it has to be balanced. Because I can, you can take any number. One of my favorite jokes is that anybody that drinks water dies. So you have to, you've got to avoid drinking water. And that's a stat that's proven out over time. And that's not a realistic stat. So we're going to make sure that we kind of try to find the, the truth behind the numbers and see what's real and what isn't. Yeah, I never had a problem with drinking water as long as there was scotch in it as a rule of thumb. So Shane, don't join us right now. Shane, what? There's a couple guys up front that have played really well. One of them is Lawson Krause, a former first rounder of the Florida Panthers, and uh, I've always liked this guy. I, I think he's a guy that Edmonton could have used. I know you guys aren't trading him, but uh, he's had a pretty good start to the year for you, hasn't he? He really has, and he's a guy that I think's huge on our team and. He's hard to find. Those those guys are hard to find. He's he's six four and can skate. He's tough. He can shoot the puck. He's a valuable valuable guy for us, and he's someone that we're not going to yeah that we're we're a pretty big fan of, and and we want him to continue to grow and improve and get as much ice time and do what he can and uh, and give him an opportunity to really grow. And he's Very a better person. He's a great yeah, and that's well, like, there you go. Well, I mean, that's you look at the addition of Hyman for the Oilers, and it's been a similar type of scenario. Barrett Hayton had to, you know, help win the World Junior Championship for Canada. Suffered the shoulder injury. Tough year last year in the minors. How's he looked since he's come up, Shane? He's been good. He's he's shown another level of strength, which he his skating is is good, and but his strength is really. He's shown another level to it, where he gets in, uh, he gets into battles, wins, wins puck battles, gets a puck to the front of the net. Um, he scored a goal the other night against St. Louis. It's just kind of 
uh, typified what he's kind of working on and what he's improving at, and they just won a battle, get to the front of the net, protect the puck, get across. He's always had the shot from the half wall on the power play, and he can shoot the puck well. He's got some deception to his game, but if he's he's going to be a guy that um, it's going to be more like along the lines of a Jonathan Taze, where it's not necessarily the big numbers he puts up, but it's the, the intangibles and everything else that he adds to your team that that really separates him from people. And we're looking forward to him taking that next step and hoping he can take that next step because he's a big part of uh, what we like. I saw Dylan Gunther play Sunday, and uh, <laughs> su- suffice to say, uh, Jake Neighbor's return has helped him out. But he's 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 started to play better here over the last five or six games. Obviously, guys are excited for him. He's probably going to be on Team Canada. But there was a guy in the second round that's an interesting story, and uh, you know where I'm going with this. Just a, a thought on uh, how much of a thrill it was for you to see your son Josh get drafted, and uh, and what type of year he's had at Arizona State this year. Yeah, he's. Uh, it was. That was a pretty amazing moment uh, for him to get drafted, and the fact that it ended up being the Coyotes was um, surreal. It didn't seem like realistic, and um, I'm happy for him. And I know how he's excited to to have a chance to to play. And and this year at ASU, uh, it's been a blast. They've been in the. Their team is six and six. They they probably would like to be you know seven and five or eight and you know eight and five, um, eight and four I guess. But uh, they've they've been good and he's had some success. He's they're giving him every opportunity. He's getting to play. He plays a bunch and he's got a big game tonight against Bemidji. And so I I'm torn. I'll watch a little bit of both games tonight. Um, probably be in person watching his game and watching our game off and on throughout the the night so uh it's a it's a special special thing that i um that my wife and i get to watch him in our hometown and and he's loving it he loves hockey and he's a good kid and he's somebody that uh he enjoys he enjoys every moment and as a dad that's all he wants is for the kids to enjoy the game and if he's able to go on that'll be great and as far as his journey can go uh i'm excited to see what it is you know, it's funny, Shane. I used to joke with Craig Lupel, who's the father of Joffrey yeah. Lupel, that it's yeah. great that Joff was over to able to overcome his genetics and uh, you know play about 600 <laughs> games in the NHL. You can't do that with you because you played 1,500 games in the NHL, so uh, you can see where he got it from. Uh, Look, I'd be remiss without asking you about Dave Tippett. Uh, you played a number of years for Dave. You, you, you know, you had one of your most successful playoff runs back in 11-12, uh, ultimately vanquished by uh, Dustin Penner. And uh, I remember the uh, another Dustin rankled you guys pretty good, and you got him the next year. But uh, you, you played for you played for Coach Tippett. Uh, we've seen the improvement in Edmonton and their structure and process. Just a thought on, on that experience that you had with Dave here uh, in the Valley of the Sun. Oh, well, I, I just think Tip is such a, he knows what he wants, and I think that's so important in a coach to, to be able to dictate and to uh, communicate exactly what he wants, and Tip does that as good as anybody. And um, it, It's concise, and he gets to the point. And, uh, and I, one of the most encouraging things that I happened to me was we'd played about four or five games into the first year that we had Tip, and we'd had some success, and we went and we lost the game fairly badly. I think to, we lost in New York, and we were coming out of the game. And the veteran guys, when you have a new coach, you start talking about, you know, what about this and what about that. And the next morning, we had a meeting, 
and Tip called us all in, and he absolutely nailed it. Like the way that the veterans and the guys that were on the ice were seeing the game, it was exactly the same way that Tip described it and exactly the way that he saw it and what we needed to improve on. And there's this moment where you start to really trust your coach, and when that happens, oh, you, your team can go a lot further than you know people would realize because you start to buy in, and when you get that buy-in with Tip and his ability to do that and get guys to buy in, it's it's pretty special and have a lot of uh, a lot of excitement and a lot of a lot of success and and for you guys what you have going on in Edmonton right now. You got a couple guys that help out and are easy to coach, so I'm going to tease Tip about that. But uh, it's, it's I'm excited for him and, and Jimmy Playfair and, and them having success. There, there are a couple guys that I got to know well. Shane, much appreciate the time. Enjoy uh, watching your son play tonight at Arizona State. All right, and hey, I got it. Dylan got their state at our place, and that kid can shoot a puck. And uh, oh, he, yeah. with me. oh yeah. he, he's, he stayed with us for nine or ten days, and I got to meet his family and stuff. And uh, it's a few times you get to meet someone that's as proud of their home, uh, their home city as he is. It's pretty cool to see, and for him to be, uh, you know, coming down here to Arizona, we were pretty excited to get him. So just wanted to say a little shout out to their family. They're a pretty special family. Well, uh, the Oil Kings are loading up. Uh, they've got another trade coming here for a defenseman, I would assume, because they've got two first-round picks in the Bantam draft, which this year, Shane, is in uh, December. So uh, yeah. they're in a good spot there. They're in a good spot, and I fully expect next year that Dylan Gunther will be with your team. I don't see him coming back to Edmonton next year. So uh, much appreciate the time, and we'll see you down the road. Okay, Shane? All right, and the, the, hey, the Oil Kings are chasing the Blazers too. So that's Blazers. We're going to we're going to put up a fight for you guys. <laughs> there you have the four. Thanks a lot, Shane. The top four teams actually right now in uh, Major Junior Hockey are all in the West: Winnipeg, Kamloops, Edmonton, and Everett at number four. Top four ranked teams across the country in the uh, WHL. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We will take a one-minute uh, break and wrap up Oilers Now with this day in Oilers history when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. 152 in Edmonton, Uncle Milt, he's down in Arizona. But you know what? Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Did you know that Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction? What does that mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at brentridge.com and at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. 
We go into List Dan Oilers history for New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers roadie. Fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. That was a big one in 1987. The Oilers acquired uh, the second overall pick from 1985 and future 50 goal scorer Craig Simpson along with Chris Joseph, Dave Hannon and Mo Mantha from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Paul Coffey, Dave Hunter wow. and Wayne Van Dorp. That was a big deal. This day in uh, Wayne Van Dorp. <laughs> Never really panned out as a heavyweight. Uh, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great road trip call? Fly nonstop. You can fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Errors and see the Oilers. Again, that number is $1,750. Reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. So tonight, the face-off show begins at 6. The puck drop is not until 8 o'clock. It'll be uh, myself... Rob Brown and Cam Moon all joining the host of the face-off show, Reed Wilkins. Jack Michaels also part of the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, the puck drop game takes place at 8 tomorrow. Live show, Kevin Weeks for ESPN for the NA and the NHL Network, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Sportsnet Colorado's Louis DeBras for GCL Diesel as well will be guests on our show. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then 6.30, Chad, afternoons with Jayla and I. I'll rejoin you after 6 tonight in the Valley of the Sun at Gila River Arena. So long for now, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.